Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Hello, hello. How are ya? Thanks for coming back around. Let's listen to that band. Get us in a good mood. Get our feet tapping. Go on and dance. Unless you're driving. Just tap your feet then. Tap your fingers on the steering wheel, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they get better every week. I love them. I love them. That was the famous duet. Many Martunis and Call Me a Home Because I Need to Go Taxi, featuring the Fall Flat on Your Face dancers. <laughs> you know, it's I try, and then sometimes I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Well, welcome, welcome. Episode 45. I'm so excited. Wow. I'm just, I'm so excited because we're five away from 50, which is a pretty big marker. And 52 is the uh, uh, year mark. (laughs) So I'm just getting excited. That's all. That's all. That's all. I hope you're excited too. I hope you are excited too. Check out the Facebook page. There's an event there for the uh, 52nd episode. Share your thoughts. Share your feedback. I want to make it more of a communal episode. I want to get the audience involved without really recording the audience, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Welcome aboard this crazy sleigh ride of a podcast called Changes in Latitudes, A Transgender Experience. (laughs) If this is your first episode, welcome. It's a weird episode. Well, they're all kind of weird because I'm that way. (laughs) But it's stream of consciousness. I make some notes. I spit them out and, you know, let the pieces fall where they fall. Okay? Okay. This episode, I titled it, uh, I'm Not As Think As You Drunk I Am. And it may not be the reason why you're thinking. I titled it because, well, the topic's going to be dyslexia. Then we're going to have a 30-episode question, and we're on question number 27. Only three left. Only three left. And then we're going to do secondary topic. Secondary topic, I'm going to answer a listener question. (laughs) And then uh, we got listener feedback all the way at the end of the episode. But before we get to any of that... Let's talk about last episode, number 44, The Magic Pill. Uh, that was that question came to me in one of the group discussions that uh, is available for trans people at the uh, San Diego LGBT Center. That was thrown out one night long ago, and it stuck with me. And I said, hey, you know, that's something fun to talk about. And then when I got talking about it, I realized there wasn't much to talk about. 
So, <laughs> sorry about that. Maybe last episode was lacking, but we had some music, and that's fun. <laughs> you can find that episode and all past episodes at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey, if you use iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Well, hopefully a five-star rating and a review. Take a little bit and say some nice, kind words, if you would. Would really appreciate that. And if you're on Stitcher, give us a thumbs up. And then share us. Share us on Twitter. Share us on Facebook. Share us on wherever. <laughs> share us wherever you want to share us. Just share us. Also, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. Check us out there. If you want to send me an email, Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. And if you really want to follow me on Twitter, I don't have one for the show. I just have one for me because that's, I, I got enough on my plate. Okay? Okay. My Twitter is at, well, of course, you know, it's the at symbol that's the uh, whole thing about twitter <laughs> sabrina miller 41 is my handle over on twitter and i'm gonna throw this out probably one last time now have you heard of periscope i'm thinking about using it oh i don't know three four days after an episode drops just to connect with the fans and you know see how you liked it get some immediate feedback that way you you know you got a little bit of immediate reaction from me with the episode and be a little more involved with you guys i i don't know that's what i'm trying to do (laughs) let me know what you think about that topic yeah here we go i'm not as thick as you drunk i am all about dyslexia yes dyslexia if if you're not familiar with it it's uh oh gosh you know it's really hard to describe um basically when a person with dyslexia looks at the written word or numbers uh, things get jumbled, things get mixed up, uh, letters switch, uh, you know, like the whole I before E thing, except, you know, that whole, what was it, I before E except after C, you know, that, that whole rule confuses a dyslexic person, <laughs> okay? Uh, letters, or excuse me, not letters, numbers get mixed up, like addresses when somebody's driving down the road looking for an address, you know, like the numbers will get mixed up somehow, and they'll drive right by, or mix it, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, some of you will probably know this, definitely know this if you're longtime listeners or binge listeners, but uh, if you don't know this, you know, first-time listeners, I'm in my early 40s. What that means is I was in elementary school in, you know, like 1978 for kindergarten <laughs> through 1986 for sixth grade. Okay, so now for you math aficionados, realizing the math doesn't quite work out, I had to take kindergarten twice. Huh? Yes, you heard me. In fact, I'm going to say it again. I had to take kindergarten twice. <laughs> Once in public school and then again in private school. Uh, for whatever reason, I guess they didn't like the way I colored outside the lines or something. They thought I needed it again. And I actually, I do remember those two separate years. 
And they were quite drastic from one another. What I learned in the private school was leaps and bounds about what we did in the uh, public school. So I commend my parents for being able to give that education to me. And I am grateful for that experience because, well, you know, it made me the person I am today. Anyhow, I had to take kindergarten twice. Big deal. But it kind of sounds weird. Uh, anyway, uh, this was also long before computers that you know, were in every home or every classroom. Uh, usually schools had a computer lab where all the desks had computers. So, you know, you had like 20-something odd, if you're lucky enough, computers, desktop computers. <laughs> so, so so we're talking, this is not ancient history, but this is this is before the times as they are now. And the strange thing about teaching at the time was they were trying to move away from archaic types of of teaching they were trying to get into new ways of teaching because they realized that the old methods weren't working (laughs) so they're trying newer methods a more positive reinforcement sort of structure thing which is which is has been elaborated on now at least from my limited experience with the schooling system right now uh another thing to keep things in perspective uh my junior high years were from like 85 to 88 And at that point in time is when all the chalkboards changed to those white boards, which are now being, you know, replaced with Promethean boards. So, yeah, it was it was evolution in the in the schooling process. And when I showed signs of, you know, lack of interest or poor spelling scores or reading scores or things like that, uh. They, they were like, hey, what's wrong? Why are you not doing well in this? And so they fi- you know, finally had me tested. And basically, to make a long story short, I took a bunch of quizzes and tests and, uh, and then uh, on my own. And then I went into a room with somebody, a counselor, teacher, I don't know. And had, there was a lot of question and answer uh, questions. <laughs> uh, what's the word? Oh, uh, oral. There's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, folks. It's a little bit late where I'm at right now. And my brain is just a little bit fried. So this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, it was a changing period. So I was tested in the in the second part of it was with this this guy. I remember, you know, glasses and a beard. <laughs> That's all I remember. And it showed me stuff on a desk, asked me questions. Bottom line, long story short, I came out as borderline dyslexic. Now, that may not seem too horrible, which you know, I guess not. But here's the crazy thing. I was tested twice. Uh, and, uh, to keep a long story short, in, I, 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 as I mentioned, I went to private school. And then I was lucky enough, grateful enough, that I was able to continue private school, different private schools, not the same one, from from kindergarten, as I said, up through eighth grade. And in that process, I was it was tested for you know this borderline dyslexia. Then I went to Vermont <laughs> to live with my mother's sister, my aunt, and her family because. And now, I didn't know this at the time, but that happened because my mother and my stepfather had some things to work out. But I discovered that later in life. 
Anyway, moving forward, um, I was tested out there as well and came back up as borderline dyslexic. And now, as I said, it may not be that bad at all. And, you know, it may not. But think about it. <laughs> uh, I wasn't full dyslexic, so I didn't qualify for the extra benefits or the aids that full dyslexic kids would get, such as, you know, extra time for tests or class notes from one of the better class note takers in that class or a copy of the teacher's notes you know, if that was the case, uh, extra time for homework, um, a tape recorder to be able to record the speeches and the lectures and whatever was going on in class. Any one of those things would have totally helped me. I I know that now, but because I was borderline, I didn't qualify. So it was, it was, school was a bitch. I really, really hated, hated school. And it, what, what, was t- what, would, what was tough and what pisses me off as I look back is here I am basically semi-struggling. But because I'm only semi-struggling, they're not going to help me. You know, it's basically, oh, we see you're having a hard time. Just try a little bit harder. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I am grateful that the schooling process has changed and uh, need I remind everyone, this was up in the LFI, LA Unified School District, which for the longest time, I don't know how it ranks right now, but for the longest time ranked as one of the lowest. I don't know if it was in the country, but it was pretty damn low. Uh, so much so that one individual kind of made fun of me for when I went to Vermont. They're like, wow, California, that's a low school thing. And I went, well, you know, it's not my choice to live there or you know i am here now or whatever the case may be so i'm glad that it's changed <laughs> i really am because the, like i said any one of those extra help things would have been so beneficial and would have made me pr- probably enjoy school a little bit more because as it turned out i by the time i was done with high school i was done with school <laughs> i really was uh, i pushed myself to continue my education but by the time I was done with that, I, I was done. Uh, I, at this point in time, I, I, there, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'd like to return to school, you know, because every, there's the online schooling and, you know, by your own pace and this, that, and the other thing. But I, I don't know if that's what I would like to do. Anyway, that's a, that's a whole other side note. So even though in school I, I worked hard and did what I could and, I, and you know, <sighs> It was it was tough with note taking. Spelling has always been atrocious for me. Um, reading, I think I've mentioned, has been just a nightmare for me. I don't really do any reading for pleasure because it has never been pleasurable. Um, the only pleasurable reading I've ever done is when I've been researching something and wanting to know more information about whatever that topic is, or when I'm uh, working a script. Math has always been pretty easy for me. Uh, the higher math, as, as, you know, well, back in my high school time, the higher math was, you know, ended at like calculus and algebra 2, and then geometry 2, I think, was after that. But only a handful of people got, it, got to, you know, geometry 2. But anyway, uh, it, the higher math I, is where I got confused, and that's where that's, I look back, and I can say that's because of probably a lot of the wording 
at the time. The, the, the wording just, just boggled my mind, as words have done all my life. But back on the reading thing, so many times have I started a novel, or shit, anything, aside from, you know, a, a research book or a script. And I mean, I mean a fiction or nonfiction book. Anytime I've started to read something like that, I have gotten, you know, five, six, ten pages in maybe, and I'll read something that will jog my memory, jog my thought, jog my mind, and it'll say something where I just am totally lost. You know, like, all of a sudden, Jane sought, Jane shot Bob. And, you know, what the hell? Um, wait, wait, who's Jane? Where did she get the gun? And why did she shoot Bob? Because Bob's just walking in. I would be so lost. So I'd go back and start reading again. And I'd get to the same point, and I'd still be lost. And I would do that four, five, six times. And then I'd trudge on sometimes. I was like, I'm not going to go back and read this again. And then I, I would be totally lost in whatever the book was. I, I wouldn't have any concept or... I couldn't tell you what I was reading. And it was, it was a pain in the butt. So reading for pleasure for me I, is something I laugh at because it's never been... Uh, now, audiobooks, I, I, I dig those. I can get into audiobooks, but not any, any regular books. And it's, it's, it's almost kind of sad. So, again, I'm really glad that nowadays when people are showing signs of struggling like I did back in the day, there is more assistance, more help. And as I sit and think about that, I wonder about my peers. Because I know I wasn't the only one. I remember in the uh, testing room, you know, where you take a written test before, the, before you take a, you know, an oral test, there was, I don't know, a dozen kids or so in both schools when I was tested. What happened to them? You know, did they end up borderline? Did they end up full-blown dyslexic? What's, what, what's their deal? And then the bigger question, where did they end up in life? So, yeah, um... It just shows kind of how fucked up our school system was 30-something-odd years ago. At least in the LFA, LA Unified. So, it may not be much better, but I'm glad it's better. So now, why am I sharing all of this? Well, because if you're a binge listener or a long-time listener, you've probably discovered that I have used words incorrectly. Whether they be in the context incorrectly, or uh, pronunciation, or what have you, <laughs> I there's you know it, that's this this is why <laughs> this is why I do that because I have dyslexia and I am dyslexic and because I am dyslexic or borderline dyslexic or whatever they're calling it now, so. I guess that's that. Transgender 30 question challenge. Question 27. What goals do you have? 
Well, I think I've got two, one at each end of the field. Uh, well, again, like most of these questions, it's very vague when it comes to, you know, transgender 30-day or 30-question challenge. I mean, goals? There are so many goals in life. Um, I mean, for me, goals? A smooth transition is possible. Uh, a healthy life for myself and my child and my family. Uh, I'd like a newer car, um, better podcasting uh, setup, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. I'd like to redo our patio. I'd like to build up our garden. I, I mean, I could go on as far as goals go, you know. I mean, I'd like to pour a cement slab for the trash cans. Just, I mean, hey, take your pick, okay? Tons out there. So let's reword the question to be a little more relevant to being transgender. Okay, outside of the steps of transition, you know, HRT and surgeries, etc., what goals do you have for yourself as a trans person? For example, being stealth, being a trans advocate, an activist, a volunteer with your, you know, local LGBT community, uh, share your story, keep your story to yourself. What, what goals do you have outside of the basic stuff that takes to transition. So for me, uh, well, it's kind of obvious since I'm sharing my transition on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say an advocate. I wouldn't say an activist. But I'm, I'm just another trans woman sharing a story in the form of a podcast. I mean, a lot of, a lot of us choose to do videos, which I, I, I don't knock. But when I thought about sharing my story... Don't get me wrong, I thought of a video, but to do a video means you got to look your best, you know, so you, you got you to gotta put on some makeup, make sure your hair looks decent, maybe not every time you do it, but most of the time. You just, you got to look presentable. Plus, the editing time, it takes a little more work to edit video than it does to edit audio. I mean, not so much, but it, a little bit. But the more important thing is it takes up a lot more uh, digital space. So you, you run into a problem with that. So that's the reason I chose not to do a video blog. So, you know, it's obvious that I'm choosing to share my story in the form of a podcast, sharing it with you all in a you know, radio show sort of fashion. And I, I want to share my story, share my life within limits. To, to those out there that might be feeling the same thing and not know how to express it, or feeling the same thing and wondering about it, or questioning things, or whatever your reason is for listening. I'd also like to, to write a, a stage show about my, my life, my transition, and uh, quote-unquote tour it across you know the United States at different LGBT communities, centers, and, you know, uh, small theaters or rec rooms or NPRs or something like that. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a goal, but uh, it's, it's a little further off than, uh, than I'd like, but it's there. So those are my goals for now. I'd like to know your thoughts, feedback on this question. Send me an email, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. 
secondary topic. Here we go. Secondary topic. This is a question from, uh, a, well, a listener. At least I hope this person's a listener. More importantly, it's actually a f- longtime friend of mine that uh, sent me this question back when I was writing a blog. Uh, long before I realized that writing is not my best form of expression. And so I kept it in a little file, and I came across it as I was putting stuff together for episodes, and now we're going to talk about it. So my friend Chris J. wrote to me and said, So what's the journey look like for you from this point? What sorts of things are you doing during this transition? Well, the short answer is scary and exciting. Uh, Taking things one day at a time. It's basically the short answer. Now, the long answer. Uh, it's scary because this is something I've either been afraid to share with, with the world or with every, you know, just it would share outside of myself, or I've been embarrassed to share it. Uh, embarrassed because of society's, you know, silently enforced stereotypes of the uh, uh, gender binary out there. Uh, also scary because of just the unknown. I mean, everybody's scared of the unknown. And as a trans person, you never know how someone might react. I mean, especially 10, 20, 30 years ago. And then uh, I think scary for, um, everything in your mind and, and your body is, is telling you that this is not right. That how you are is, is needs to change it's it's a crazy intense internal struggle that is for me entirely hard to express because it deals with feeling right and feeling wrong all in the same thought and when in wrong in the sense of embarrassment and shame and so, so it's something you don't want to talk about, something that is your private little secret. So to be able to finally get the courage to stand up and say, I am transgender, I'm going to transition, it takes a lot, of, it takes a lot to, to finally to come to. And that's why it's scary. Now, it's exciting because... <sighs> Every time in my past, when I got to f- explore or find or express a little bit more of the feminine side, we'll, we'll call it at the time, it just felt more and more comfortable and more right and correct. And yet all of society is saying no. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the duality. That's the crazy thing about it. And it's, it's, that's the best I can say to explain it. So, you know, what am I doing now during the transition? Well, uh, since I came out, it's a constant process of continuing to come out to people, um, as I need to. Uh, you know, it's not like I, I'm out to everybody as I walk along. Hi, I'm trans. Hi, I'm trans. You know, but, you know, I'm not going to deny it if somebody walks up and, and asks me, says something. I'm trying, I mean, this is an ongoing thing for a lot, a lot of women, regardless of trans status or not. I, I think we're always trying to improve our makeup uh, just to understand it a little bit better. And, and our hair. For me, hair is a very lacking spot because even, in, even when I was portraying male, 
I, I had a hard time doing anything, any style with my hair. Uh, it would be very, very simple, very simplistic, uh, not really much of anything when I did it as, you know, as a guy. Um, and so now as a woman, I'm, I'm, I'm lost in trying to, to figure out stuff with hair. So, I mean, it's just something I need to, you know, look a little further into and practice a lot more. I know that. It's just, you know, getting down to doing that as far as hair is concerned. Um, oh, and let me just say, in the hair and the makeup game, I fail more often than I succeed. Okay? The pictures I share, those are the creme de la creme of, of, of pictures. And if you know me in person and you see me, you know, fairly regularly or whatever, um, well, uh, whatever you have to say, you're going to say. But for me, I, whatever pictures I share, I, I don't think I look that great in public. I think I look better in pictures because of the filters and the sun and whatever. So that's just me. That's my thing. Um, also, trying to find clothing on sale, of course, but uh, trying to find clothing that fits correctly. Because even though I, I'm only 5'9", and I wear a size 12 woman's shoe. You know, it's not totally abnormal, but it's still, because of my rib cage and shoulders, it, it's, it's challenging to find clothing that fits or falls correctly. So, so that's, that's a challenge. But more importantly, also trying to find a style that, that I like, that feels like me. It's, it's the... It, it, the crazy thing is it's the preteen and teenage years of of a girl but happening to an older person which is crazy <laughs> but that's just part of life also also i'm trying to work on reprogramming the, my brain to be able to embrace and ultimately no nothing holding back accept the trans woman that I am. And that's just the internal struggle that I think a lot of trans people have in whatever, oh, I call it the mirror phase, you know? Whenever you look in the mirror, you're going to see your birth gender, I think, for longer than anybody else is because you've been staring at that face for however old you are. So you're going to see what you have seen. So changes are not going to be as, well, say, drastic to others so it's a matter of reprogramming the brain to see the 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 woman that i am in the mirror every day regardless of how i look in the mirror every day you know i mean everybody has times when they don't look good <laughs> usually when they wake up usually before bed if you when they're sick it's you know it's kind of endless there so it's accepting those moments in time. And for me, it's really challenging because I've had, you know, 40-ish years of society and family and culture and environment telling me differently, telling me that, it, that your thoughts and feelings are not right. So now that I can accept it, it's still a hard reprogramming to do and then something else that i do that not all trans people do but a good number of them seem to do is educating those around them 
educating those in the community, whatever that is, you know, your neighbors, your friends, your family, educating the people that just don't know what the trans experience is. Hence the title for the show. <laughs> so, so Chris, thank you for that question. That question was really awesome. I'm sorry it took me over a year <laughs> to, to get around to answering it. But uh, that's what the journey looks like from this side. And that's uh, some of the stuff I've been doing for this past year since I came out. And uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for writing in. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Here we go. All right. This first listener feedback comes from, uh, well, longtime binge listener, Phaedra D. She was one of the band people back a few episodes or a handful of episodes now. And uh, she wrote in to me. Now, this is, this is a few weeks old on this. And again, I apologize for the tardiness of it. But that's just my production schedule, folks. She wrote in and said, Hey, Sabrina, just wanted to say thanks for the show. I'm binge listening again. And I'm up to the <laughs> BLT episode. By the way, I got a laugh out of being the band leader. And then I wrote her back, but uh, I wanted to say this out on the air. Uh, Phaedra, thank you so much for not only listening, but writing in and and just sharing your happiness and joy with the show. I'm glad that you got a laugh and a kick and, and just, you know, a thrill or whatever you want to call it by being the band. That's That's one of the reasons why I do it. And, you know, speaking of the band... If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode three and listen to all of it. That's all I'm going to say to you. Okay? Okay. And Phaedra, I will say this. When you wrote BLT episode, I had to think a moment about what the hell you were talking about. I had to pull up my, uh, my little spreadsheet that I keep of my notes uh, for each episode and so I looked back to see when you were the band leader, and I was like, okay, that's when you're the band leader. Now, what does she mean by BLT episode? What the hell? And then a few episodes down, I saw my LGB versus, uh, what did I say? T I G? No, T T I and A or something. Oh, T I Q and A. There we go. That's what I put out there. And so when I saw all those letters, I went, oh, that's what she means by BLT. Okay, I get it. At least I hope that's what you meant by that. I'm, I'm hoping that's what you meant by that. If not, I just made a fool of myself in front of my entire audience, and that's okay. I'm okay with that if you're okay with that. Anyhow, back, Phaedra, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a fan of the show. And yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll re- we'll connect again sometime and make make uh, make that happen. All right, next listener feedback. This is an email from a new listener, and I'm so thrilled that this person wrote in. Thank you so much, Astrid. That's all their name is is Astrid. Uh, she wrote. First off, let me say I love your podcast. Having a technical background, I understand and appreciate how difficult it is to put together a production of this caliber. I'm going to pause 
before I continue with the rest of her email. Astrid, thank you so much for listening. But more importantly, from a technical background, as you said, thank you so much for understanding the work involved. And go back and listen to episode 44, because in the listener feedback, I talk about my Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. That's all I'm going to say about it right now, because I spent so much time last episode. Uh, But go check that out. Help out the show if you can. Let's continue on with uh, Astrid's email. I first discovered your show around December of last year, just after I came out to myself and my therapist as a trans woman. I binge listened to all your episodes of your podcast up until that point. You, amongst a few others, inspired me to truly accept myself and start pursuing my own transition. Wow, Astrid. Thank you so much. Those, those words make doing this podcast so worth it. That's why almost a year ago, I sat down and said, God damn it, I'm going to do a podcast about this. And I'm so thrilled, so, so thrilled that I got somebody to be able to reach themselves within a year of my show. So as far as I'm concerned, part of my goal of doing this show is done because of your email here. So thank you. I'm going to continue on. A lot has happened since then. I've been on HRT for just over seven weeks at this point, and I've come out to every one of significance in my life. If you are looking for more guests for your show or just want to chant, I would love to share my journey with you. Thanks for all you do. Sincerely, Astrid. And I wrote her back. Uh, yes, we'll get you on future episodes for sure. The summer is kind of crazy just because the summer is summer. So we'll wait till the fall or early winter and we'll figure things out and get you on the show. Same thing with uh, Phaedra D. Uh, so the, the, this listener feedback this episode has been some of the most heartfelt listener feedback I've received so far. I mean, I've received a good number of, of, of heartfelt emails, but these two just warmed my insides and lit, kept the fire lit of doing the show because, as Astrid said, from a technical background, you understand probably a little more than what goes in than the average listener. And so, so to understand, to be, to be appreciated at that level and then at the level of being able to reach your, your own true self, I'm honored. I am so honored to have been one of the catalysts for you and whoever else might be out there listening. That, to me, is a blessing. So I thank you. And I thank you for sharing. So to receive emails like this and listener feedback like this, it, it, it shows me that this is definitely the right thing to do. So I thank everyone, the, the listeners that haven't written and the listeners that have. Thank you. Thank you. And since we're running a little early on this episode, I'm going to throw in a fun song now. I cry about bad weather Enjoy it Each moment is a treasure Enjoy it 
We are travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. Each lovely twist and byway, each bump and dip. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employ it. Then you'll see roses in the snow. Joie de vivre will make them grow. Voilà, that's life. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. A hurricane comes your way. Enjoy the breeze. You're stranded in the jungle. Enjoy the trees. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination. Employ it. This world's a con utopia. Why, it could be. Utopia? Voila, that's right. Enjoy it. Cry, cry about bad weather. Enjoy it. No, 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 no. Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it. That's better. Enjoy it. We're travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. <laughs> Each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. Good. If, If there's a the complication, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You've, You've got, got imagination. Employ it. Employ it. Then use the roses in the snow. Holy cow, we've reached that time. Yes, we have. That's the closing music. Ah, thank you so much for listening. You, you you guys are the best. I I love you all. I hope you know that. New to new listeners, I hope you enjoyed your first episode. <laughs> You're in for a crazy ride. You might want to go back and binge listen, as uh, some of the other uh, listeners have said to do or have done. Longtime listeners, you make it all worthwhile. Next episode. Next episode, I'm going to call... Fantasy versus reality. Dreams of transformation versus the reality of it all. Hey, I'm always looking for topics, so if you've got thoughts, ideas, questions, or what have you, send them my way. I'm also looking for guests, so if you're interested, let me know. Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com or check out the website, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at blogspot.com. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. 
I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and always remember...